Alright guys, welcome to Five Hall Fantasy Hockey. This is episode 18. We are coming off a of bye week. The, uh, hold on. Very important, very important way to start. Nice big Jameson drink. Alright guys, we are coming off a of bye week. Uh, number one, there isn't much to cover, but uh, in the same breath we still have a week a week to win, a week of fantasy hockey to win. So real quick, we're going to touch on the Duclair and Panic trade. Now, while Duclair is seeing third-line minutes, which is kind of where he belongs, uh, Richard Panic is being nudged into a first-line role. And uh, we've seen what he can do with extra minutes. Uh, his breakout year last year, you know, 44 points and was really good. But uh, he's going to be playing in a first-line role in Arizona where he's not playing with Taze. He's still getting the extra exposure, so could be really beneficial for him. It's not exactly a stretch from happening again with Richard Panic. He's playing with Derek Stepan, and it might... Uh, it might not exactly be the best place to be in. Um, both are seeing power play time. You got Duke on the power play one with Kane and Taze and Schmaltz, Osterley for the time being until Duncan Keith is kind of um, back up on his horse. You got Richard Ponick. He's riding that power play two with Derek Stepan, Brennan Perlini, Christian Dvorak, and Alex Galagoski. So that's not exactly the same cast of characters that uh, you know Duke is playing with. So obviously he's in a better role but I kind of do like the fact that um, that Richard Ponick is playing, you know, extra minutes, playing top line, getting that type of exposure. And that is the reason why I think in the long term, Arizona is going to be the ones that won this trade. So he's got better deployment while Duke has the better line mate. So it's kind of a toss up there. But all in all, I'm worth streaming either of them. I think Duclair has a fighting chance to um, get up on that Patrick King line. It seems like everybody's getting a, everybody's getting a turn, but... Uh, Hartman and Schmaltz are pretty much the guys nailed into it right now. So getting into the week, man, starting Wednesday, I got, you know, since it's Tuesday night, there's no sense in saying, oh, you know, this team's playing five times. The team's playing three more times this week are Anaheim, Boston, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Washington, San Jose, Philly, New York Rangers, and the LA Kings. Teams that are playing twice more are Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina, Colorado, Dallas, Florida, New Jersey, Nashville, the Islanders, Ottawa, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Man, these these whole bye weeks and the you know the All Star game really screws up with uh, with fantasy hockey. So teams only playing once this week, or or at least once more this week, are Columbus, Calgary, Chicago, Edmonton, Detroit, and Minnesota. Looking at goalies, uh, a couple back to backs. So if you're going to pick up a backup goalie, rather the ones you guys want to look at are Boston is playing Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, they're playing Montreal on Wednesday, and then the Islanders on Thursday. So, obviously, Montreal is the weaker team right there, so I'm thinking Kudobin. He's actually already been confirmed for tomorrow, so it's definitely Kudobin tomorrow. And then you'll probably have uh, Ras going up against John Tavares and all those guys up in the uh, up in Brooklyn. Now, Carolina is going to play Saturday-Sunday. There's a lot of teams playing uh, the same back-to-back, so Carolina's getting Saturday-Sunday. Right now, it seems like Cam Ward is their starter, and uh, Scott Darling is the backup. Whoever they're deciding their starter is is probably going to be playing Vegas on Sunday, and their backup is going to be playing Detroit on Saturday. Uh, Detroit obviously being the weaker team there. Florida's playing Friday, Saturday. Again, uh, they might just ride Reimer for both of those games, or Harry Sateri, I think the guy's name is. Um, he could see one game. Sorry, I got the uh, the Rangers are beating up on my Flyers right now, and it's depressing. The LA Kings play Thursday, Friday. They play Pittsburgh and Anaheim. Those two teams are 
you know, neck and neck. It's, there's no real clear stronger team, weaker team. So Darcy Kemper is going to see one maybe, and uh, Quick will get the other one. If it were me, I'm putting Quick up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Montreal, again, Washington and Boston, they're playing those two teams Thursday, Friday, respectively. They're going to play Niemi in one of them, and they're going to play Carey Price. They might just play Carey Price both games. I don't know, man. So that's, that one's going to be rough. That's kind of a toss-up. Just stay tuned to us. Uh, we'll let you know who is playing that one. Montreal's weird, though. They kind of they confirm their goalies a little later than any other team, so it's got to be up to the minute. Uh, the Rangers play Saturday and Sunday. They play Colorado on Saturday and the Kings on Sunday, so you'll probably see Pavlik on Saturday. Philly plays Saturday, Sunday, New Jersey, and Washington, two very strong teams right now. Philly is not a stranger to playing Elliott back-to-back. I mean, in the last 28 games, he's played 26 of them. So he is, I mean, he's obviously the Philly workhorse right now. Uh, they might just put him back or for both of them. He got pulled in this game, I think, and uh, they got Neuvert in right now. Elliott let in five goals. So now it's Neuvert. Neuvert's, game, Neuvert's game to lose. San Jose is playing Saturday, Sunday as well. They play Pittsburgh and Anaheim. You know, that's the same as the Kings for Thursday, Friday. Those are two teams that are pretty much even. But the difference being here is Aaron Dell and Martin Jones are both playing extremely well right now. So those are two teams where you could be confident in either one of them. They're going to uh, they're going to play one one game and they're going to play the other the other game. And they have a just as good a chance with both of those goalies. So uh, Vancouver plays Saturday, Sunday as well. Uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg. So obviously we're here the the stronger team is Winnipeg, especially offensively. Uh, whoever their starter is, I believe they believe Markstrom is their starter. So Markstrom will probably play Sunday against Winnipeg, and you got Anders Nilsson on Saturday. Uh, Vegas plays Thursday, Friday. This one's easy. Uh, Tampa Bay they play on Thursday, and Florida they play on Friday. So Flurry's going to play against Tampa, and Malcolm Subban will play against Florida. All right, so Washington plays Thursday, Friday. They play Jersey and Montreal. Um, another easy one, Montreal is going to be the weaker team, so Grubauer will probably get that one with uh, Holpe playing Jersey. Winnipeg is the last team that has a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, Calgary, and Vancouver. So I don't know about you guys, but Vancouver is definitely the weaker team there. That'll probably be Steve Mason's start on Sunday, and uh, Buck will get the Saturday start. Um, let's get into... The injuries and replacements that happened this past week and, you know, plan ahead What with um, if there's some line changes and shit like that. So Anaheim, the only thing that's going on here is Andrew Cogliano is missing two games after catching Adrian Kempe in the head. He got him with his shoulder. He's going to remain out till Wednesday due to a suspension, uh, cutting his Ironman streak. I'm sure you guys have heard about it at 830 games. Uh, Raquel, Getzlav, and Perry are back together on line one as a result. So... If you guys were benching Perry because he was doing some third-line time, now's not the time to do that. He is playing on the top line. Um, Boston. Boston only sees Jake DeBrusque missing practice today uh, with an illness. So, you know, with the flu, his availability for tomorrow's game Wednesday against Montreal is in question. It was reported that he was sick, so there's a chance he may be back. If he is out, I'm looking at Danton Heinen to jump up to that second-line left wing spot. Now, here's one that really bums me out, man. It's uh, Sebastian Ajo. He's dealing with both a lower body injury and a concussion. They both happened on a hit with Mark Giordano, where his knee kind of just bent the grossest way possible. There's no timetable for his return. They do have a bye week this week, uh, playing on Saturday and Sunday. 
Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the only games they're playing this week, so he does have this week to, um, you know, get healthy. But I don't see it happening. It was a pretty brutal hit. Uh, concussions are nothing to screw around with. So outside of that, you got Brock McGinn or Jeff Skinner could fill in in the meantime. Calgary. We got no updates on Sean Monahan, who's dealing with an illness. Um, they play on Saturday, so chances are he's going to be back. Uh, no updates on for a leak. He's still on IR, still has broken jaw. That's the way it goes. Chicago, nothing new on Corey Crawford. He is not skating. No news. Uh, Quenville was asked on Saturday and just basically said he wasn't skating, and that was the only thing he said. Some good news, though, Artem Anisimov is skating on his own, but not as a part of practice. So Nick Schmaltz is going to continue to hold that second line down until after January 20th, after this Saturday. But chances are, I mean, there was a lot of time where Anisimov was on the third line, playing the third line center because Schmaltz had been playing so well with Patrick Kane. Don't look for anything to really screw that up, but uh, chances are Anisimov will start on the third line. If he plays well enough, he could take that second line role. I'm in Colorado. The only updates here are on Sven Andragetto. Uh, he's going to miss his sixth consecutive game on Thursday. He's been skating in a non-contact jersey. Could return Saturday, but at like 3% owned, it's not a big loss to fantasy owners. Just drop him. You know, 97% of people don't want him on his team, on their team. So you're probably good just dropping him, picking up somebody that is playing and, you know, picking him up if you really like him that much. In Detroit, Justin Albuquerque will not play Saturday against Carolina. That has already been confirmed, so uh, don't even plan on him being on your team until at least next week. Edmonton, Ryan Nugent Hopkins took a hit from Braden McNabb, and it resulted in bruising. Nothing more. People were worried that it might be a concussion or you know something worse than just bruising, but it is just bruising. He has been cleared to play and uh, continues to practice. I've actually heard something that He's going to be playing on the first line. Don't quote me here, but um, I was listening to another podcast where they were saying that RNH was challenging Drysaddle for the right wing spot on the first line, and then Drysaddle is going to be se- uh, centering the second line. So we will be posting line combinations and stuff like that closer to game day. In Montreal, a little Shaw mix up here. Um, Andrew Shaw was placed on IR with a lower body injury, and then Montreal picked up Logan Shaw off waivers to replace the void at center. Not that they really had any strength at center, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, now with Patroidi on the first line, you got Charles Houdon. Who the hell is the other guy? Uh, Paul Byron. So you got Patches on the wing, By- Byron in the middle, and Charles Houdon. Outside of that, you know, you got Druin kind of relegated down to the third line. Going to see less minutes. Um, he's still playing on the power play, but um, I think they're starting to catch on to Jonathan Druin. All right, so Josh Bailey. This is a big one. Uh, he missed Monday's game. With Montreal, he's unlikely for tonight's game. With New Jersey, I wrote these notes before the game, uh, he's not playing tonight. Alan Quine is taking his spot with Anders Lee and John Tavares. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Um, in New Jersey, for any New Jersey fans out there, you already know, Corey Schneider's sick. Uh, Keith Kincaid is playing for him tonight. Last time I checked, they were up 5-1, to one, so or 4-1, to one, I forget. New York Rangers, Ryan McDonough. Waits until warm-ups tonight, so I haven't noticed if he's playing or not. I see Brennan Smith. Uh, but if there's any Rangers fans out there, you let me know if McDonough played tonight. Um, he was having back spasms. He has to wait till this game to be cleared. Brady Shea might slot up unless Shattenkirk can work the left side. 
he did take part in today's practice and um, said he was feeling fine. So if if there's anything um, to say about that, I guess it's up to the trainer, but he, he felt that he could play tonight. Um, Nashville, Philip Forsberg. He skated yesterday, Monday, but not in drills. He was working on stick handling to get his hand back up to par. And then like almost immediately after that um, news came out, Victor Arvidsson was helped off the ice in Monday's practice and is now just on IR with an undisclosed injury. So at least one week from yesterday, if they retro IR'd him, but uh, you're not going to be seeing Arvidsson until uh, after the bye week. St. Louis, Jaden Schwartz skated on Monday but will not make the Canadian road trip. The earliest he can return is January 23rd. That's good news. Late January, uh, right on par with um, with the timeline that was set. One that is kind of killing me, man, is Tampa. Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman's missing three to six weeks. We're about, I don't know, four days into it. Long four days. He's got a lower body injury, nothing more than that. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev is probably going to be playing a larger role. Anton Strom, like everybody's going to be moving up. Strawman, Dachin, Girardi, everybody is going to wind up. So the number five defenseman now the number four, etc. In Vancouver, Daniel Sedin is out with back spasms as well. Uh, as the Canucks enter their bye week, he was playing like super red hot. In his last four games, he's got two goals, three assists, ten shots on goal. And this is going to be huge if it's long-term. Uh, right now, Jake Vertanen is practicing on that top line with Louis Erickson and Henrik Sedin. So, and then the, you got Bo Horvat. He is skating again on his own and is going to probably return around the All-Star break or after. Uh, this one's not as lengthy as last week's or last episode's injury report, but, uh, you know, it's always a shame to see some of these key guys um, going down, spending some time on the bench and in the press box. So, moving on. We are going to get into the week ahead. Tonight's matchups uh, already underway. Most of the games are, you know, halfway over, a little more than that. Dallas at Detroit, New Jersey at New York Islanders, and Philadelphia at the Rangers. I do know the score of that one. Rangers are beating up on us 5-1. to one. Uh, San Jose is playing Arizona later on, and the Blues are playing the Maple Leafs, and Vegas is playing Nashville. So... It's already too late for you guys to set your lineups, but that is what's happening tonight. So obviously, the San Jose game is where it's going to go for points. Uh, They played five games this week. Uh, They've already killed two of them. They still have three to go. Um, Timo Meyer is practicing on that Joe line. Um, Aaron Dell is going to play tonight. So if he's available, real quick, just plug him in. But you probably got next day ads or, you know, lineups are already set. So you're probably picking up for tomorrow. Which is not a bad idea because San Jose has um, has that Saturday-Sunday schedule. So Arendelle, good way to go. So he's a great... Tomas Hurdle is a really good ad for the week. He's been playing pretty hot on that second line. Logan Couture being there with him. So you got Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, two guys under 50% owned that could be available in your leagues. Those are two good guys to add for the week and kind of just hold on to them. Especially with this bye week, you want to look at the teams that are playing a lot of games. I mean, the waiver wire is going to be real slim. Not many people are playing, so... That's the way it goes. Uh, a couple good games for penalty minutes I want to talk about and hits. Uh, the Montreal Boston game tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, today, when you guys will be listening to this. Um, Kevin Miller, if he uh, if he's not sick anymore, he's got over two hits a game. Pretty good on the pims, and that's always a good one. Uh, the Anaheim at Pittsburgh game is probably going to be lights out. You know, you got a lot of big guys there. Ryan Reeves, Kevin Bieksa, Nick Ritchie. Ritchie hits a ton. He's got... 
116 hits with 21 blocks. The blocks aren't really there, and the Pims are like, you know, one a game. But BX, everybody knows this dude likes to fight. If he needs to fight, he's going to do it. You know, you got another big dog out there like Ryan Reeves. They're going to wind up. They're going to wind up fighting. 66 Pims on the year, 63 hits, and 53 blocks. So good for hits, blocks, a little over one a game. The gong show of the week is going to be Anaheim and LA. They play. They play on Friday, and um, you know with. Uh, with how salty Cagliano is going to be about losing that streak, um, he's going to start hitting. He's he's a pretty good guy for hits. He's got like two hits a game, and I'm thinking he's going to throw a lot of like legal revenge hits. So you got Bieksa, Richie, Cagliano. All these guys are probably going to be hitting a ton. Uh, there's going to be penalty minutes. You know, with that bad taste in their mouth, they're going to they're going to have no problem. You know, throwing that stuff down. Los Angeles is going to look to Andre Andreoff, who sports 43 pim- pims on the year. He's got 51 hits. Um, and they're going to look at Derek Forbart, who sports really good hits and blocks. He's got 83 and 89, which is just about two a game each. So if you're looking for hits and blocks, uh, Derek Forbart's a really good way to go. Anaheim shoots pretty well, and they're going to need it. His pims are pretty low, but it's it's going to be a shit show. Everybody's going to wind up in the box at some point. So just talking about blocks real quick. Uh, Wednesday's rivalry game, Boston and Montreal. Both teams are kind of like middle in the pack as far as like shots for, shots against. Um, they're both at like 13-14. Jordy Ben and Carl Osner top the list of available players that you could be able to get blocks for, yeah, for blocks. So Ben averages exactly two a game, and Osner's right behind him. So both are likely to pick up. They play Boston again later on in the week. So if you guys want to hold these guys, if you're desperate for blocks, those are um, those are two guys to really look at, Jordy Ben and Carl Osner. So now's a good time to start the daily streamer segment, something you guys have seen you know, on our Instagram every once in a while. Uh, when I get to work a little early and um, have a few minutes to put something together. So I'm just going to skip right to Wednesday. Um, it's too late for us to pick anybody up on Tuesday, seeing as the games are already happening. Montreal at Boston tomorrow. So I was going to say Paul Byron or Charles Houdin. I think the Bergeron, uh, Pasternak, and Marshawn line has given up zero goals this year. So likely it's going to be top line, top line going up against each other. So I scratch that because... You know, there's not going to be any points going up. And Montreal's, you know, I'm going to say this now, but and of course it'll happen. But, uh, you know, the likelihood of anybody scoring on the Bergeron line is slim to none. Um, so I'm going to go Brendan Gallagher. He put seven shots on goal against the Isles in his last game. And then the three games before that, he had five shots, five shots, and four shots. He's 34% owned in ESPN. He doesn't need to go against the brick wall of Bergeron, Marsh, and Pasta. So if anybody's going to score in... In Montreal, it's going to be whoever's not going up against those guys. Danton Heinen, he's still under 50%, even though he's so close to being a point-per-game player right now. So he's somebody that you can go up against for that. Montreal is playing a back-to-back those two days. So, you know, when they meet again later on in the week, maybe Jake DeBrusque, if he's healthy enough to give that a go. He is also sick right now. So those are two guys from Boston that you might be able to plug in against Montreal. Uh, Pittsburgh at Anaheim. On Wednesday night, Daniel Sprong, uh, obviously anybody that's playing with Connor or not Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby um, is worth a stream, but he seems to have cooled off. Jamie Alexiak, man, he got <laughs> he got 17 penalty minutes the other night when uh, when he beat up on Brendan Smith. He got you know 10 game 10 for a misconduct, two for an instigator, and five for fighting. But other than that, he has seven shots on goal, two other pims, six hits, one block, and two assists. So. He's good for perifs, and he's he's chipping in a little bit every once in a while. So these are two guys. This is one guy that I'm looking at, and one guy that I'm thinking about getting rid of is Daniel Sprong. 
He's the guy I'm cutting bait with. Um, Carl Hagelin is playing with Malkin. That's kind of enticing. He's got a goal, three assists in his last three games on five shots. So that's worth a shot. I mean, if that line stays together by tomorrow. So for Anaheim, I'm looking at Andre Kasha. Um, one of my favorite streamers personally in my, um, in my money league, I stream this guy in and out. It doesn't seem like anybody else knows about him because he's just like a random name, but he's been doing really well on the third line. He, uh, he gets 13 minutes a night, but uh, he's really capitalizing. And if he goes up against Pittsburgh's second or third lines, chances are he's good for points and offense. Um, he posted two goals and one assist on seven shots. Since he missed three games, he's played two games, and uh, he's posted two goals, one assist, and three and four shots in that time. Like I said, if he goes up against anybody but Crosby, uh, chances are if he, if he does pair off with that third line, because uh, Anaheim does have a really good top six, so they're probably going to try and match Top six on top six. Andre Kasha is a good guy to look at. Thursday. These were the easiest ones. So you got the bottom three teams against pretty good teams. You know, Nashville, New York, and St. Louis are really good. And then you got Ottawa, Buffalo, Arizona. One, two, three. The three worst teams in the league right now. So I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and get some streamers off Arizona, Buffalo, and Ottawa. Ottawa's pretty much the easiest. Buffalo, I have nobody. I'm not interested in them. And Arizona We'll get to that in a second. So that'll be the first game I'll talk about, Arizona at Nashville. Um, Richard Ponick, he's seeing three more minutes a night on the top line in Arizona than he was in the fourth line, third line. You know, bench, he was scratched for a while. In the two games he's been there, he has one assist on two shots, and he's seeing his time go up, you know. He's seeing three more minutes a night than he was in Chicago. He's seeing second unit power play time. And he's playing on the top line over in Arizona. So that could be really good, especially with – Nashville's top line being uh, kind of beat up right now. But speaking of which, Craig Smith could see top line time with Arvidsson out. He's likely going to see a little bit more power play deployment, even though he was already on that Arvidsson line. So look for somebody else to join that power play unit. But Nashville kind of has a 50-50 deployment with their power play units where, you know, one time they send out the the Forsberg-Johansson-Arvidsson matchup or the next time they send out the Yossi pair. Never really know. They could just throw Ryan Ellis up there. You know, to fill that void, go 2D on both of their power plays, or they could send somebody else. Something to keep an eye on. He's 21% owned. He's got two goals on 18 shots in five games played on a very consistent 240 shots on goal pace for the year. So he is like more consistently than anybody else putting up three shots a goal, three shots a game. So Craig Smith is definitely somebody to look at at 20%, 21%. He's somebody to jump on right now. Uh, Buffalo at New York Rangers. Buffalo, nobody. And then the New York Rangers, I'm looking at Michael Grabner. He's got, I think it's 20, 25 goals, man. Uh, he's 25% owned. He's got eight shots on goal in his last two games and a goal in that span. So he's somebody to hold on to. So this one's going to be a little weird. Paul Stasny. So St. Louis plays Ottawa. Um, they're giving up. They're giving up so many shots. They're giving up so many goals right now. Uh, they have been playing better as of late, but, uh, you know, they're still Ottawa. Um, Paul Stasny is somebody I want to talk about. He's 55% owned, so usually I don't like to talk about somebody that is above 50 or above 30 even because chances are you're not going to be able to get your hands on this guy. But that means 45% of leagues are neglecting Paul Stasny. He's got six points in his last five games, three goals, three assists on 17 shots. He's centering uh, the Vladimir Tarasenko line, but outside of him, I'm liking Ivan Barbashev, man. He is 2% owned. So I'm kind of making up for that 55% uh, drop there. 
He's been good, man. He's got a goal, four assists in his last three games. He's plus three on three shots. Uh, obviously, this is a guy you want to see take more shots. But when you're playing with, you know, Tarasenko and Paul Stasny, who's put up, you know, three shots a game, a little more, you don't really need to shoot. You just need to be able to dish it. I'm going to name three guys from Ottawa that are kind of worth a shot, going from most likely to score to least likely. Uh, Duchesne, he is on a friggin' tear right now. He's got six points in his last four games. He's actually been a plus one, which is surprising because uh, you don't really see that in Ottawa right now. Um, he's 40% owned. He's got 10 shots, 10 shots in the last four games, and then the last six, he piled on another 18 shots. So, you know, 10 and 4, 18 and 6. So Derek Broussard and Ryan Zingle have been hot too. Uh, Broussard has two goals, two assists in his last four on 13 shots, and Ryan Zingle has four goals, one assist in five game played. On 14 shots. So Derek Broussard, 42% owned, might be out there. And Ryan Dezingle, 2% owned. Probably out there. So we're going to move on to Friday. Uh, there's three games, two of which I really want to touch on. Uh, I'm going to leave the, you know, LA versus Anaheim game out there. It could be high scoring, good for, you know, hits, pims. Those are two really big teams. But uh, for points, the games I like are Vegas at Florida and Montreal at Washington. So... For Vegas, I'm going to look at Alex Tuck. His time on ice is up a couple minutes in the last four games. Um, he's seeing second power play time, playing on the third line. And if the guys like you know Eric Halla, David Perron, or Riley Smith aren't available, this is a guy you want to look at. But if they are available, half on those guys. Uh, for Florida, Evgeny Dadanov is back on the top line. So this is really good news for the guys that do own him. You know, the 44% of you that do own Evgeny Dadanov. Uh, get him off your bench. He's not going to just be rotting on that second and third line. Uh, he's back with Huberdeau. He's back with Barkov. Things are looking good. Um, he's got two goals and three assists in his last four games and 15 shots in that time. So he's definitely worth a hold. He's definitely worth picking up and riding. This is the line that they started the year with. This is the line they're probably going to end the year with. Um, I think that whole Nick Bugstad experiment's over. So, dad enough. That's your dude. Uh, the next game, Montreal at Washington. Um, Jeff Petrie has four assists in his last three games. He's shooting a ton. He has 16 shots in his last four games. That's four shots a game for those of you that don't really do math that much. Um, and that's all since taking over on that top power play unit, top pairing for Shea Weber since he's been out. So Jeff Petrie, worth a look. Uh, Paul Byron, you know, Charles Houdin, those are the guys we already talked about. Also worth a look against that, uh, that Washington top line. Anyway. So for the Washington, the streamer I like is right now is Lars Eller. He has been benefiting greatly from playing with TJ Oshie. He's on a third line, but he has uh, he's got goals in four straight games and 11 shots. He's getting power play two time, although that unit only sees like 25% of the power play time. So if they got two minutes, he'll see 30 seconds. So uh, He's also playing on the penalty kill unit. So this is a guy that could every once in a while chip in a shorty. We have 13 games on Saturday. As far as streamers go, you guys should already have a really stacked lineup. You shouldn't need a streamer. It should be more of a, should I play this guy or should I sit this guy? A couple of good matchups that you might, like if you know, you're know you desperate for you know one or two guys. Um, Arizona at St. Louis. Uh, Boston and Montreal meet for the second time. Uh, Dallas at Buffalo. And Winnipeg at Calgary. The Winnipeg at Calgary game could be very even. Obviously, Mike Smith, uh, Connor Hellebuck are two very good goalies right now, um, both of which have um, very potent offenses. This could be a 
you know, a 1-0 game or a 5-4-3 game. So there could either be a ton of goals or not that much. So it's kind of a coin toss there. Um, don't really want to get into it too much, but uh, the Dallas at Buffalo game, this one's going to be weird, guys. I uh, I usually go by the stats. I usually, um, you know, have things to back it up, but this is the first time that I'm going to do this. I got a weird feeling. I think Essa Lindell is going to be a good pickup against Buffalo. Um, really, anybody that plays Buffalo is a good pickup, but I just got a feeling. I got a weird feeling. Uh, he's been practicing with Ben Sagan and Radulov on power play one, and he's pairing up with um, John Klingberg. So, you know, being with that cast of characters is not a bad thing. You're going up against the worst team in the league right now, outside of Arizona, obviously. But, um, you know, Radulov being back on that top line only means good things because Radulov has, you know, a ton of points in the past week. Another guy to look at is Brett Ritchie. He's also seeing power play one time. So you got Sagan, Ben, Radulov, Esselindel, not John Klingberg. And Brett Ritchie. So that's your five on the top unit. The next game on Saturday that we should talk about is the Arizona at St. Louis. You know, obviously we're going to talk about the games that are against the bottom three. Um, we already covered Buffalo, and St. Louis is playing Arizona. We already talked about Richard Ponick. That's, you know, a good uh, good way to go. And the aforementioned, you know, Ivan Barbashev, Paul Stasny, uh, even Vladimir Saboka is worth a shot against Arizona right now. So, you know, a couple guys to talk about. Uh, Sunday, we got five games. San Jose and Anaheim is probably good for some like physical play. Um, Brendan Dillon is pretty big for San Jose with hits. Moving on, Los Angeles versus the New York Rangers. I don't know who's home in that one. Alex Iafalo, I follow. Don't know his last name. Um, he returns to the top line with Kopitar. We're going to see if that lasts all the way through the week, but if it does, he's good for a stream. Or Winnipeg versus Vancouver. Uh, Matthew Perot. He's 30% owned. His time on ice is way up since Mark Scheifele went down. He's seeing power play two time. He's got three goals, two assists in his last four games played on 13 shots. So those are pretty good stats. Um, going up against Vancouver, you never know what kind of team you're going to get with Vancouver if they show up or if they don't. Um, it's kind of just whoever they decide to be that night. Here's an interesting one, though. Jack Ruslavich. Um, he's getting 10 minutes a night average, but he's seeing power play one time which is really weird. So um, the only reason he was called up is because Adam Lowry, Chris, or Tanev, and uh, Sean Mathias, if they stay hurt through the bye week, then Roslavich could see some more time again on Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. So these are the games I like this week, guys. Uh, that wraps up the daily streamer bit. That's really it. That's all I got, guys. That's a real short episode. You know, not too much happening in these bye weeks. Um, that's it for this week. If there's anything that I missed that you guys want me to talk about, you want some perspective on, feel free to get at me on Twitter, get at me on Instagram, at uh, FHF Hockey. And as always, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We're happy to have you. Uh, if you're digging it, get over to iTunes and give us a nice review. We'd really appreciate that. We love the feedback, good or bad. We love to hear from you guys. All right, dudes. I hope you caught a buzz. I know I did. So, like I said, get over to the Twitter as always, we have the Hoser Hattie Challenge. You are welcome to win one of these sweet hats. I've been wearing it straight since Steve sent it over from Hoser Hockey Company. All you got to do is use the hashtag Hoser Hattie Challenge. It's really easy. You just pick a player that you think is going to score a hat trick that week, the week following. So get your picks in by Sunday, and then Sunday to Sunday. If your player gets a hat trick, I'm going to send you one of these. Hit the Twitter up with the Hoser Hattie Challenge, and boom, you get a hat from us and from Hoser Hockey Company. Give those guys a follow. I want to say what's up to the guys over at DL Hockey. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. Um, also, check out DraftingSleepers.com. You'll hear from me there. 
right, guys. Don't forget to slam the subscribe button over on iTunes. Give us a nice review, that whole thing. Take care, guys. Love you.